If you're writing a paper on how great your dad is, you should <laughs> probably do some research. <laughs> yeah, make sure he's not the leader of a terrible regime responsible for horrible right. genocide. <laughs> Why my dad is not a monster by Celine Bradley. Dudes, dudettes, and dudembies, it's another episode of Full Metal Analysts. Welcome to our show where free writers analyze each and every episode of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I'm Michelle. I'm Arthur. And I'm Mike. And with us today, we have a recurring guest. Please welcome back to the show, Cardinal Warrior. Hello. Yay. Yay. Welcome back. Yay. It's me. <laughs> it's him. We're going to start things off as we always do, which is by doing our improvised 21 second recap. But the person who will do it will be chosen by the roll of a dice. So if he lands on one, it'll be me. If he lands on two, it'll be Arthur. If he lands on three, it'll be Mike. If he lands on four, it'll be Karna. So let's roll the dice. It's not going to be me. And it's four. Yay. <laughs> is that me? <laughs> yeah, that is you. Ready. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so they've captured Gluttonice, and, but then he escapes. So he, everyone tries to get away from him. And... Uh, Mustang gets injured, so they, like, take him away, and he's just, like, fine with leaving Edward and Alphonse there, and even though they admit that they're children and they should not be on the battlefield, he's like, okay, it's fine, and becomes... Oh, fuck, okay. (laughs) Wow. You did a great job recapping the part you got to recap. Yeah. Yeah. I just was so stuck on that, because I think... He, like, regrets it later. I, I was just like, why? I don't know. Anyway, it was a weird decision. It's because even when he's thinking of other people, he's thinking of himself. He's a selfish monster. Anyway. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. The other things that happen in this episode is that Gluttony fights with Ling and Ed and Al, and then Envy arrives. And they're like, you cannot eat Ed and Al because they're sacrifices. Gluttony accidentally swallows Ed and Ling and Envy. And meanwhile, back in Central, Roy is like, I'm going to find someone to help me and cover the conspiracy. And he goes uh, after this, like, lieutenant general, and he's like, ah, we can be friends. And it's like, nope, he's in on it. Everyone is in on it. That moment when you're the last person to find out the Fuhrer is a homunculus. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, did everybody know? Yeah. Everybody? Like, oh, literally man. everybody? <laughs> I mean, it's a terrifying moment, though. Before we talk about the episode, let's talk about who worked on this episode. It was directed by Keiko Yamada. She worked as an assistant and a supervising director for a bunch of Justice League animated movies, uh, Tiny Toons. She directed episodes of Animaniacs. She directed episodes of the 90s Spider-Man cartoon. She directed some episodes of Lupin the Third as well. And in Full Metal Alchemist, she directed the episodes Beasts of Dublin, co-directed Arrogant Palm of a Small Human, and a couple more episodes after this. And it was written by Seishi Minakami, this is their first of many Full Metal Alchemist episodes. He also wrote for many other animes like Paranoia Agent and Beyblade. But one of his bigger credits is co-writing the script for Paprika, which oh, is the whoa. last ah. movie by the great anime director Shatoshi Khan. Awesome. Paprika is very, very cool. I enjoy the spice. My no. script. <laughs> <laughs> spice of life. I find it interesting that like the name of the episode is Inside the Belly, but it's not really about gluttony that it's talking about. No. It's about mm-hmm. what Roy does. Yeah. yeah. That's a cool double entendre. Yeah. Well, they both literally find themselves inside the monster. I just wanted to, is it too soon to, to say that we we heard Pride speak for the first time? Yeah, we, oh, heard, yes. her, we heard her speak. Her speak, huh? I, I mean, them, them. <laughs> yeah, we heard them speak. <laughs> we, them, oh, them. Michelle, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> 
these are my thoughts on Pride. I have two thoughts. Okay, put, put, just, up, just, put out just, your thoughts. We're not going to say anything. Okay, my first thought initially was, is that the same voice as his son? It's not. Which I'm not leaning towards as for many reasons. You know. Now, my second thought was he was like, oh, you... There's a lot of things going on inside you, says Ling. To there's a lot of souls inside a homunculus, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh. And he was alone out there, and I don't think he was talking to the spider or the butterfly. But I did think it was cool. <laughs> so you don't think Pride is the spider <laughs> or the butterfly? <laughs> it would be really funny if it was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I think they're just doing some artistic little thing. But maybe it could be. We could tell you this: it's not the spider. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about that so I think it's inside of him I think Pride is hitching a ride in Wrath and doesn't have a body yet like he's got two soul stones in him or something you know Wrath's little little speech was really interesting and I haven't fully unpacked it yet but I wanted to kind of bring it to the table he's the only homunculus that gets old and that talks about getting old he seems to be the most biologically human He's sad about that. He's like sad about getting old and he wants to retire. Basically, it's what he was saying. Like, isn't it time we hand things over to the younger generation? Mm-hmm. He's getting too old how... for this shit. <laughs> he's getting too old for this. <laughs> he has enjoyed himself as the Fuhrer. Like, he's yeah. like, he's enjoyed being king. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Looking up to the interesting thing, too, just in general about all the homunculi, they're all individuals, too. They're not like a cohesive unit and they take pleasure in whatever they do like greed you know did his own thing and he was out for number one and that was what he did and then like wrath is like within his life he's he's taking he's finding pleasure in like wrath and like doing wrathful things and living but also living as a human i think i don't know yeah it's interesting it's i want to jump on that on what karna just said because my favorite scene from this episode had to be the first scene which is a very simple scene it's Envy and Dr. Marco, who we finally see after almost 20 episodes or so. He's back, and he, we see that he's a prisoner. And there's this moment where, like, he goes, ah, I cracked your plan. I know what you're going to do. And Envy's like, what are you going to do about that? Like, there's, like, such glee in Envy's eyes, just, like, posing that conundrum to him. The weakness of caring about things, about people you love, makes you yeah. weak. It's an argument. That I feel like we see a lot Definitely. in these sort of yeah. things. Foolish humans. And and there's something to that, right? Because anytime you open yourself up to love something, you are providing yourself a weakness. But it also makes you strong, right? If you have mm-hmm. enough all together. It's a double-edged thing. I can see how that could be the thing they underestimate. These are beings who by nature are devoid of love, I suppose. Yeah. No empathy, being for the, sure. <laughs> right? Being the existential embodiment of human humanity's most antisocial tendencies. Yeah. <laughs> or at least we assume. Well, right. It's a question. I mean, I think it's it's still on us, maybe up for debate in, in terms of like where we're at in the show. Like, are these people capable of real feelings or, or something like that? You know? But it's mm. also interesting that like the thing that Envy is pointing out here is also the reason why they're having so many problems with their plan. Because, like, their plan makes total sense if you see humans as, like, chess pieces who are just going to stand around and not do anything. But they're not going to do that. Like, you mess right. with them, they're going to mess with you back, and that's why they're messing up the plan. And Wrath says it himself. These silly little humans that they look at as ants are causing them trouble. They haven't found a way to, like, actually punish them for their transgressions. 
because they can't hurt them. It's kind of like Joker and the Batman. Like, nothing to do with all your strength. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a a motif I want to point out that I feel showed up a lot in this episode. Yes. Mm -hmm. Steak. Bloody steak is everywhere in this episode. It's in the first scene when he's temp- when Envy is messing with the good doctor. It's what the Fuhrer is eating with his kids. Bloody steak. I think they're trying to say something about the nature of blood. blood. Do you know what? Do you know what it reminded me of? You know, I know I haven't really seen Lord of the Rings, but I do remember that scene where one of the characters is like chewing vicariously on food, just like eating it up. And he keeps cutting back to like his people oh, dying on the oh, feet. Yeah. Denethor. Denethor. Yeah, Denethor. Yeah. That tomato, man. Oh, it's like three nerds immediately yelling. Oh, yes. Denethor. Denethor's tomato. Oh, Denethor's tomato. Let us discuss. Well, but that's that's what it reminded me of when Salim was reading that essay and it was cutting back to Raph is actually doing for this country, which is yeah. putting the people in danger. That was a cool scene. Mm-hmm. I love that. You see what a child sees him as. It's like talking about how he's this big hero while he's literally wrath and all this is happening kind of under his purview. The fact that he's wrath is so cool because it's just like, it's so, he's so not angry all the time. It's such a smart decision because mm-hmm. you know he is angry. And that mm-hmm. makes right. every moment that he's not angry just filled with this like, oh my God, I hope he doesn't kill anybody. <laughs> it's so tense. It's so <laughs> yes. tense because inside, you know, he's seething. To me, it like represents like nefarious state control. It's like America, right? It's like we smile and then bomb nations behind our back. And that's like, that's maybe the nefarious representation of wrath where it's like we are wrath it's not i mean sure yeah but it's like i mean it's it's just not overt it's easy to make wrath like oh i'm this like buff like angry guy or whatever that's the difference between wrath and rage he's not rage he's not pure buff evil he's calculated wrath which i think the most wrathful people are often the most duplicitous like that where they have a cool collected charming side it's not an obvious decision. Oh, let's talk about the room where it happens, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, the, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the old guy room. You know what? It's guy. funny that you said, because much like a certain uh, musical, you know, Hamilton. that room is filled <laughs> Which with- Which shall not name here. Arguably diverse people, but it's concealing a very dark and very nefarious uh, meaning and purpose. Yeah, but they didn't have the songs, so you don't, you kind of notice it more, you know. What if it was just he <laughs> walks in and they just start rapping? <laughs> <laughs> then it would be my favorite episode ever. the Fuhrer just drops a beat <laughs> yeah my name is Bradley and I'm so Radley Bradley's a tough one but <laughs> there's gotta be something that rhymes with Bradley boo Radley <laughs> <laughs> my name is Bradley and I love yeah, boo Radley sadly. Atticus Finch is my favorite <laughs> Uh, anyway, so this yeah, room that scene. okay that scene alright anyway. let's talk right? about so, the room so where it happens, must, yeah. we were talking about how Mustang goes in and it's a room full of guys and he's like, tell me that joke again. That very, very funny joke. It was so funny about how Fuhrer yeah. Bradley's a homunculus. The one I just everyone, told you. And everyone in the room is just staring completely straight faced blank. I love that scene. I think that scene is great. Mustang is a fucking moron because he literally goes to the guy and he's like, I just met you, but like, I'm just going to drop this. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, di- I didn't buy that in that moment because it's like he's so careful. right? He's so like 
discreet. And then all of a sudden he's just like, I trust this man, Grumman, yeah. who we've yeah. never met before. And like, right now we're going to. Well, not, not Grumman. Lieutenant General Raven. Yeah, it's like a friend of a friend, right? It's like, that's so weird to me that he does that. Right. But, that know, was anyway, a big step. You can see what he's doing. He's trying to go up the ladder. He certainly did that. <laughs> like he that was the quick version of finding out who's behind all this so the military is like 100 percent in on it right at least the upper echelons everyone in that room seems to be in on it and it is definitely coded that they're all aware that bradley is a homunculus that is mm -hmm. problematic mm -hmm. yes <laughs> <laughs> michael carr writes an article on the new york times opinion <laughs> It's problematic that the upper echelon of our military knows <laughs> our leader is a fake human. Yeah, for the sake of a mistress and democracy itself, this can, you know, actually, we've already passed that, aren't we? <laughs> democracy. This is coming yeah. out in December. All your jokes are going to get cut out. <laughs> no, okay, but we have to, it's a weird energy right now with this episode and this time. Here is when we are. We are recording this episode on November 4th. Because we record our episodes with a huge backlog, this episode is only going to come out in December. As a result, right now in November 4th, the election is not over yet. So that's why we may feel maybe a little more disillusioned or yeah. or, or feel more drained than. <laughs> and, and I'm not going to say this is not a factor, but daylight savings happened and yeah. <laughs> it is so dark. It's fucking terrible. It, feels <laughs> it makes me it so sad. Very... Darkest before the light, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is that Arizona has made a lot of good decisions lately. Hell yeah. <laughs> yes. You don't know. Oh boy! At this moment, it seems. Why did that you way. say that? <laughs> you killed us. You did this. No, it you seems don't that way. I'm just saying that as of now, that's what it seems like. Yeah, There's no. nothing in the future mm -hmm. that I know. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna put in now our Texas speech robot. He's gonna tell us whether or not this is funny or this is tragic. Robot. Humans are inherently funny to me, so I cannot opine. Sorry. The rumor it happened is a little too hot for us. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is actually aware that Bradley is a homunculus, and nobody fucking cared. <laughs> so oh let's just not. Yeah, that was anyway. dark. It, it's a weird time to watch this particular episode. Yeah, no, right. I mean, yeah, it's when it turns terrible. out when you're like, "Hey guys, the leader," it turns out is very very bad, and everyone's like. We know. <laughs> we're we with him. We're, we help. We like him. We're actually. cool with that. Actually, we, we like we like that guy. I found it funny when Riza gave Ed a gun. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. and also like, here's a gun. Insane. That whole moment is just madness. That was right? weird. And why is he even hesitant? Like, a gun? Let's kill like, for killing. Oh, okay, okay. I that was also my first reaction. I was kind of like, why are you guys worried about killing? And then I thought for a second. They actually haven't killed anyone. I know so they far. haven't killed anyone, but but they can. But they're they can. literally human weapons. Yeah, they could, they're, they're so much more dangerous well, without a gun than with a gun. I wonder how much of this is the real world writers putting in some real world sentiments that it don't really make be, sense yeah. in the no, world I, of the and show. I get it. And and it's easy to forget too that they are children. Mm -hmm. Well, that's well they say we are children. They say it's literally actually, in this episode. It's they're actually like, really hard to forget do. that. <laughs> yeah, never mind. <laughs> that's but, the craziest thing. But still, thing. I guess that it could explain that reaction. Another funny thing that happened was Ed made a crappy little decoy of Mustang, which was funny. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> and at first, I was like, 
wow, he made that really fast. But then I realized he did it with alchemy. But I still think it would have been funny if he was like getting chased by gluttony and is like, does anyone have duct tape? And is like taping like <laughs> together. <laughs> right. Like drawing the face on it. He, he, did, he did it with <laughs> like, a gun. Like you don't have to draw the happy face on it. Let's go. Oh my God. Is Ling dead? So he's like in there somewhere, right? With Ed? Well, he was swallowed. I mean, Ed's in there and he's alive. And Envy got half eaten, right? Envy is like... Well, okay, here's here's what we're going to do. I'm going to call everyone's favorite segment, the moment where Mike has to guess the things. It's Mikey at the bat! And I'm calling it because uh, the, today you're not just going to guess what happens in the next episode. I want to know what you think of the final scene. Yeah, I think they're inside the gates or something you know what i mean like they crossed they're inside homunculus town <laughs> i think they're gonna be fine i think ling and ed are fine in there they're gonna have to get out and i think envy's probably fine too because he can like regenerate whole parts of his body so he's in there too and it's gonna be interesting and they're fine cool <laughs> all right <laughs> uh do we want to show them the title of the next episode they're not fine <laughs> <laughs> This episode title, They Are Dead. The death of Edward Eric. Oh, yeah. It's just a picture of his corpse. That's dark. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely editing that. So, Mike, now you have to guess what happens in the next episode based only on the title and the thumbnail for the episode. Can you please describe the thumbnail that we're posting on the chat right now? Oh, yeah. With the panda was great in this episode. Yeah. I, I, we need to talk just a little bit about the panda. He, and he how... had one scene. He's uh, He was on Roy's face. <laughs> no, hold yeah, on. Well... I, th- I propose Mike gets a new segment, and it's called Panda Talk. What you got to say today, Mike? I just thought it was, it's really cool how he's he this little panda sits in... Um, Al's armor in this little nook and there's a lot of moments you know I did of course notice the moment he was on Roy's face but like there are actually a lot of moments that Michelle missed where the panda is actually in the picture just off to the side (laughs) and I really like that (laughs) I really like that very very good if anyone out there wants to talk more with me directly about pandas please reach out on Twitter and let's talk about this little guy. Reach out at Mike at ilovepandas.com. I just like this guy. I th- I just identify. Sometimes, you know, when you just join a group and you don't know all the inside jokes yet, but you're just really like everyone. So you're just quietly watching everything go around you. I think that's kind of how like pandas are. This little panda is in this episode. Hmm. All right, good episode of Panda Talk. Uh, and now back to a regularly scheduled segment of Mikey at the Bat. Doorway of Darkness is going to be about getting out of the darkness inside the stomach of Gluttony because we need to get these brothers back together in the same physical space. Wait, can you describe the thumbnail? Oh, the thumbnail is two of my favorite characters, Al and Little Panda. <laughs> I can't remember. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Is this, is this, is this an episode of I Love Pandas? <laughs> it's Panda Talk. <laughs> It's panda talk. It's yeah. panda talk. But uh, the panda is looks very sad. Like, oh no, Ed's not coming back. And Al looks like he always does when he's not chibi. <laughs> <laughs> so now that Mike has made his guess, it's time for us to grade the episode, giving it a score from one to five. I'm gonna get started by saying, boys, gonna slap a big old five on this. Whoa, bam! Big five. Wow! Big old five. Yep. Why? Why? Yeah. I, I really enjoying <laughs> this episode. Just slapping that five and, and walking away. Is it 
Was it the panda? Was it? No, it wasn't. <laughs> Wait, is this an episode of Panda? No, okay. Uh, <laughs> no, there's only one episode of Panda Talk per episode. But how many of the episodes of I Love Pandas are there? For as many as there need to be. <laughs> Wait, so there's a, there's two shows? There's I Love Pandas and Panda Talk? Yes. Is Panda Talk like a post, like, After the Thrones? Yeah. Yes. I Love Pandas? Yes. Yeah. yeah. There's I Love okay. Pandas and then there's Panda Talk. all right cool uh stay tuned when we're gonna do this for real i thought this episode was not only well directed and well written but it was a really nice meaty episode where a lot happened in a very confined time sure there were some moments of like weird behavior and kind of odd conclusions but overall i i found myself thrilled from beginning to end i really liked this episode a lot I don't think it was a fiver for me. I think it was more like a three point fiver. Mm-hmm. But wow! But <laughs> I think it was. I think I think it was really good. It's really exciting because there's lots of threads coming out. Uh, that it's getting really exciting to jump between each of them. I thought that was really exciting and fun. It was just a really solid episode. But you know, I saved my fives for ones that really floor me. So this is not quite that, but it was great episode of fma i'm gonna give it a four splitting the difference because i felt that it was very good and very interesting and it really pulled me in you know it was one of those episodes that was like nonstop good stuff from beginning to end but you know i think for five you just wanted to wrap things up in a little bit more of a bow which i know might be a little unfair but you know, there's some episodes that do that. I think I'm more on the Arthur side of things here. I think I'm a three five. I do like this episode. I mean, the the ending is a corker. You know, it's a real it's a real ending. But I think like the early parts kind of underwhelmed me. I think the fight with Gluttony, I I'm kind of you know, it's it's an okay sequence. But yeah, the fives for me come with like the really like revelatory episodes, and I think this was kind of it hit some beats hard, but I think it also like has some weird moments. So. Okay, fine. I'll get it down to a four point five. No, no, no. Shame you, Michelle. No, you have you have shaved me. You have shaved me too late. It's a good episode. It's a solid up. It's not like a bad episode. I think. I think it it accomplishes what it set out to do really, really well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. More panda five. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I got to say. And if you don't want to be caught with your pants down when you realize that you're the only one who didn't actually know that the leader of your country was a homunculus, don't forget to follow us on our Twitter at FM Analysts. That's Twitter.com slash FM and the word analysts. Keep those pants up. Subscribe to us on Spotify, iTunes, or whatever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave us a review. We love to read those. Karna, thank you so much for coming. Do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, no, thanks for having me. Um, you can follow my dog on Instagram at mini.sable. That's it. We started doing a new thing with our guests, which is, can you please give us your best Full Metal Alchemist, like the interstitials? Oh, okay. Full Metal Alchemist. We'd also like to thank Sarah Lerner for managing our Tumblr. If you want to check that out, go to fullmetal-analyst.tumblr.com. Do be warned, there will be spoilers. That'll be all for now. We'll see you next time on Full Metal Analysts. Until then, stay frosty, everyone. Bye. Bye.